Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Whoa, that was a little bit loud. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie. I am your host and best friend. And today I am your almighty judge because today's episode is all about one of my favorite submissions, which is Am I the Asshole? And we're going to get to that in a moment. But we have a really pressing topic that we need to talk about immediately. And that's Fleabag. I know. I know. I'm like two years late to watching Fleabag. I don't know why I put it off. I knew that I would enjoy it. Sometimes I do that. Like, you know, when you know that you're going to be so obsessed with something that sometimes you avoid consuming it because you don't want to dwell on it for too long, like it's going to take up too much of your life. Well, I have a lot of free time these days. So I was able to appropriately consume Fleabag. And by the way, you should just skip ahead if like you haven't watched it, but you might. I'm going to say spoilers and you probably won't like it. So skip ahead like a minute. I want to talk about one very important aspect of Fleabag that I did not know happened until I watched the show. And it happens at the very end. It's the very last scene. We all know the scene when they're sitting at the bus stop and she tells the priest that she loves him and he says it'll pass. And then he gets up and he starts to walk away. None of you told me that he turns around and he says he loves her too. Why does everybody leave that part out? Like to me, that felt like closure. I don't know. Everybody like clips this scene of her, a flea bag saying, I love you, him saying it'll pass. And it's like devastating. But then nobody talks about the fact that when he's walking away, he says, I love you too. I don't know. I just, I felt much more satisfied with that ending. I thought it was going to end after he said it'll pass. Like I had no idea that he also said that he loved her too. So I don't know. I felt very satisfied with that ending. I might be in the minority here and maybe I'm just insane. Maybe, but I, I loved every single scene of Fleabag. I really did. I loved everything about it. The acting is incredible. Phoebe Waller bridge bridges. Oh, that's so hard because I don't think it's, I think it's bridge. I think it's Phoebe Waller Bridge. It's definitely not Bridgers. But did you guys know that she directed a Phoebe Bridgers music video? So it gets very confusing. Anyway, she's a genius. Felt very inspired by her. I did sob. I I sobbed. 
I laughed. I had a few existential crises throughout it, but could not recommend Fleabag enough. I really did love it. Uh, So now I held up my end of the bargain and now you guys have to go watch Pen15. I told you I would watch Fleabag if you guys watched Pen15. So it's only fair. All right. That was really all I wanted to talk about, except I am looking in the camera right now and I think my makeup might look a little whack today. I can't tell. When I got my makeup out to do it, everything was covered in like goo. I don't know what's spilled, but now I know what it's like to be a man. Um, Okay, let's... (laughs) let's start our topic for today. Because like I said, we are doing a round of Am I the Asshole? And this is one of my favorite topics to do because all of the submissions are so good. There's one submission in here that actually had me laughing out loud. And yeah, I just love to do this because I uh, love to judge. I love to judge you guys. (laughs) Just kidding. I just love to judge anybody. I don't discriminate about who I'm judging. So I think that we should just dive right in. Let's go over kind of the, what's the word I'm looking for? The like key of answers to the question, am I the asshole? There's you're the asshole. There's not the asshole. There's no assholes here. And there's everyone sucks here. I think those are the Reddit uh, codes or whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. So that's how I will be judging. And again, I said this last week when we were talking about bosses that I know that when people write into the show, their stories and their experiences, they always skew to their side. Like, I don't think that I get any submissions that really are 100% objective. I don't think it's even possible to be 100% objective about a situation that you're in. So I try to keep that in mind when I'm reading these. I do try to think like, okay, what if the person this happened to was writing, writing me a story from their side? How would it look then? Because, you know, we all, we all secretly want people to take our sides, no matter what. Nobody's out here like, you know, disclosing every bad choice they've ever made. But anyway, just keep that in mind. And I will try to rule appropriately. This, I think I get drunk on this power when I, when we do judge Maddie episodes or am I the asshole episodes, they're kind of the same, kind of the same thing. Uh, I just, I just feel, I, I just, my ego gets a real stroke when we do these. (laughs) But I try, I try to be as insightful and objective as I can because I don't know. I feel like you guys deserve, you guys deserve my most honest advice. And, you know, maybe it's not the best advice, but at least it's the most honest advice that I can give you. Okay. Let's begin submissions, shall we? Here we go. Again, I'm going to say asshole a lot in this episode. And I I know a lot of you guys don't like swearing, but that's probably going to happen in this episode. So if you listen with your kids, you might, you might just want to, you know, pop some headphones on. Okay, here we go. Am I the asshole for ghosting a friend? We met a few years ago and hung out a bit. I like her a lot, but as soon as she got comfortable with me, I feel like she started to trauma dump. I honestly know way more about her upbringing and relationships than she knows about mine. And I just felt like the friendship was more one-sided let's see, one-sided than would be worth trying to balance out. Am I supposed to be in charge of telling other adults if they're taking 90% of a conversation? Wait, sorry. I'm, I'm trying to, I think there's a typo here. If they're taking 90% of a conversation, there's a problem. Or can I let myself off the hook for other people's social skills? I don't like confrontation at all. So I just kind of made myself unavailable and then quit texting back. I feel like an asshole, but I also feel a lot of relief. Am I the asshole, Maddie? Here's the thing with ghosting. I, I'm not anti-ghost. I don't necessarily think it's necessary to give somebody 
like a dissertation on why you don't like them. If you're casually dating somebody and you've like been out with them a handful of times, you're really starting to spend time together and then you ghost them. Yeah, I don't think that's cool. Like I, I, I think that you do owe them like a, Hey, I'm not feeling it anymore. But personally, I would rather be ghosted by a friend. Like I, if they were persistent about talking about it or they just like really wanted to hash things out over and over and over again, I, I would do it. If, if they felt the need for that, I would oblige. But if ghosting works, again, I never told you guys this advice was good. I just told you it was honest. If the ghosting is working, then I see, say do it. There's no need. Sometimes things fizzle. Sometimes people don't want to spend time together. And it's not productive to either person's life to sit down and list the reasons why it's not working out. I made a TikTok about this the other day because like a therapist was giving like tips on how to break up with a friend. And I was seriously like, I, I said, ghost me. Like, I don't want you to sit down and tell me why you can't put effort into my life and, and why you think I'm the worst. Like, just don't text me back. I'll get the hint eventually. And I'll just figure that that's how you wanted it to be. So I don't necessarily think it's always an asshole move to ghost. The other thing is that sometimes just two people's friendship styles just don't mesh and that's fine. Maybe she's more of a casual friend. Maybe she's more of a like, Hey, let's grab lunch. And then you bail the day of like, maybe that's the kind of friend she is. Maybe she's not a bestie, not a bestie because I, I found that the key to a best friendship is equal time trauma dumping on each other. <laughs> that's how you really know that you found your people when like you know, you can spend some serious time trauma dumping, but then they do it right back to you and it evens the scales. You know, that's the key to a healthy friendship. <laughs> My friends are like, uh, yeah, we know that you like to trauma dump. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by ShipStation. Did you know that shipping costs are the number one cause of abandoned carts? I know that I have abandoned plenty of carts because I saw the shipping cost and I just didn't want to do it. In a landscape where free and fast shipping is the norm, it can be hard for smaller e-commerce businesses to compete. So keep yourself competitive with ShipStation. When you use ShipStation, you can lower shipping costs, make returns easy, and keep your customers happy. And with all the time you save from automating your shipping tasks, you can keep your business growing all year long. I have used and loved ShipStation for years. I've said it once and I'll say it until the day I die. If I can figure out how to run an e-commerce store and figure out shipping, you can too. ShipStation makes it easy to grow your business by handling your orders from every marketplace in one dashboard. ShipStation effortlessly integrates everywhere you sell online, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, Shopify, and more. And you can manage every order from one simple dashboard. With the best discounts in the industry, you'll never worry about overpaying for shipping. You can get up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. And if that's not enough to sell you on it, I also have a promo code so you can try ShipStation for free for two months. Over 130,000 companies have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation and 98% of companies that stick with ShipStation for a year become customers for life. So keep growing your business all year long with ShipStation. Use the promo code BAD today at ShipStation.com to sign up for your free 60-day free trial. That's ShipStation.com promo code BAD. You'll click the little microphone at the top and enter the promo code bad. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Seed. Did you guys know that not all probiotics are created equal? 
Who knew? I kind of thought it was like a blanket term. Sometimes I buy things that say probiotic or prebiotic, and I'm pretty sure they're lying to me. But the good news is that Seed's DS1 Daily Symbiotic is the real deal. It's a broad spectrum, 24 strain, two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic that's formulated for digestive, gut immune, and additional systemic benefits. It's also a capsule in capsule design. So it protects against stomach acid, digestion enzymes, and bile salts for viability through digestion. Let me explain to you what this means. The live probiotics will actually make it to their destination, which is the small intestine for delivery into the colon. If you've taken probiotics before and you haven't felt a difference, it's probably because the good bacteria wasn't surviving. So it supports benefits in and beyond the gut. So yes, it will support the ease of bloating, healthy regularity, but it will also support your gut barrier, skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. Many see improvements in digestion in just 24 to 48 hours, which can include bowel movement regularity, shout out, and ease of bloating. I don't know why I gave that a shout out, but just seems really important. So start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash bad and use the code bad to redeem 20% off of your first month of Seed's DS1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash bad and use the code BAD for 20% off your first month. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Okay, next one. I live with three other girls in an apartment. It's big enough for us to be comfortable, but there's definitely not a lot of counter space, which we manage by keeping the counters clear and we even keep the toaster in the drawer. The only permanent thing on the counter is the microwave. Then my roommate bought an air fryer. She left it on the counter. So the next day while I was cleaning, I put it on top of our fridge as a safe place to keep it easily accessible and out of the way. As I'm cleaning the counter, she comes out to the kitchen and I explain, oh, I put your air fryer on the fridge to make room on the counter. I was expecting a thank you or a great idea. It just seems like a great option for everyone. Instead, she says, not forever, right? I explained why I thought it would be a good idea. and She just stormed out of the house. She has no conflict resolution skills, which is so not helpful. And she refused to talk things out. So we just took turns moving the air fryer to the fridge and back down to the counter for a couple weeks until I gave up. She brought up that it should be on the counter because she uses it every day. But this is simply far from true. I'm not always home, but I see her use it maybe once a week. It just lives on the counter now, taking up way too much space. And I totally resent it. Am I the asshole? Roommates, living with roommates is like the breeding ground for asshole behavior for every single person. Like nobody is a perfect roommate. I promise you. If you think that all of your roommates are perfect, you are the the hard roommate. But this, again, I don't know if this, like some of my topics overlap, like Petty Petty Princess and Am I the Asshole and Judge Maddie. It's basically just me, you know, shoving my opinion down everybody's throat. But do I think you're the asshole for continuing to move it? <sighs> I mean, I would need a visual. I would need a visual of the counter space. I will say, I, I don't think like you're full asshole. Like, I don't think like you're being malicious, but I do think it is probably okay if it's out on the counter. I know it's it's probably annoying and it is probably taking up more space. I would also need to know if she lets you use it. Because if it's a if it's a a, a universally used appliance, I feel like that's fine if it's on the counter. If only she's allowed to use it and she's weird about it, then I would 
keep putting it on the fridge. So again, I need a little bit more context, but I, I kind of say, just leave it on the counter. I use my, I use my air fryer every day as everyone in my life knows I will not shut the hell up about how much I love my air fryer. Again, I know I'm like three years behind on the trend, but I still love it. I, I still will sing its praises every day. So yeah, I would say, keep it on the counter. I would say, just leave it, you know, pick your battles. It's probably not worth it. Just leave it, let her use it, and then try some mozzarella sticks in it because those are killer and they will make you forget about all your air fryer woes. Okay, next one. Here's the situation. One morning, there was only a little bit of cereal left in the cereal box. I was the first to have breakfast and I knew if I ate the cereal, my husband would have to figure out something else to eat. I really wanted cereal, so I hurried and ate the rest of the cereal before my husband was finished getting ready for the day. When my husband went to grab the cereal cereal box, he noticed it was gone. And I pretended that I had no idea the cereal was gone. Am I the asshole for finishing off the cereal? Uh, yeah, you are, but not for finishing the cereal, for leaving the box out. Why didn't you finish it and then throw it away? Like, I get it. You were probably looking for plausible deniability, but he should be fine to figure out something else for breakfast on his own. And you should have thrown away the box. Like, I think the biggest dick move or yeah, dick move, asshole move you can do it's just leaving a little bit of something in a container and then putting it back. Like, it's just, come on, come on, put it in the trash, finish off the milk. If you, if there's a tablespoon of milk left in the carton, first of all, if it's cow milk, reevaluate your life. And if you're leaving a little bit of milk and then putting it in the fridge, uh, seek treatment immediately. Okay. Next one. Hi, Maddie, you are an angel and I'm obsessed with you in the podcast. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I need your expertise. I have been friends with this girl for several years. We met at college, had multiple classes together, and even ended up in the same program. We became best friends and I had been living with each other for quite a while before I moved a couple months ago. Not too long ago, I just accepted a new job and I am so excited. I thought that she would also be very excited for me as we are really close and we are in the same program, especially as she does a lot of things. And I have been very supportive of her in everything that she does, but she literally did not acknowledge the news. I don't know if she was feeling insecure about not getting a job yet or she was jealous. It hurt my feelings when she didn't acknowledge it, but it was worse when she followed up my message by her saying how excited she was that she got free cupcakes that day. What? Like she was more excited about getting food than me getting a job. I don't know. But because she spent the next few days only messaging me about herself, I just didn't respond needing space. When she finally realized after three days that I hadn't responded, she asked me aggressively why. I told her that I needed some space and asked if I could talk with her tomorrow. Things got busy and we ended up talking in person the next week. I had an honest and calm conversation about how I had been hurt that she dismissed this big thing in my life and she apologized, but, but had a string of excuses that led me to think she wasn't really sorry. I thought we had cleared things up, but now she doesn't really talk to me at all. Like she dropped off the face of the planet. I feel really, really bad that this has probably ruined our friendship, but also am I the asshole here? I feel like I might have overreacted, but I had strangers more excited for me than my supposed best friend. Help. Okay. A lot of friendship ones coming up. Also a lot of roommate things, but I'm telling you, it's just, it's the prime spot for weird behavior. Here's what I will say about just adult friendships in general. Anybody who is not excited for you about your accomplishments, at least this is, this is how I feel. I just would not, I would not want to be friends with somebody who wasn't excited about my accomplishments, mainly because I feel like I put in a lot of effort to being excited for friends and their accomplishments. I've, I've had people write in and tell me like, 
that that their friends like genuinely get mad at them when they have a you know something good happen in their life and to me that feels like then what is the friendship like if you're not celebrate isn't the point of friendship to have people around you who like celebrate you and cheer you on and are excited for you with everything that you do like isn't that the literal definition of a friend so i i don't think you're the asshole here especially because you did talk to her about it and you were clear about what hurt you and what you needed from her and all these things. So I, I would say that you handled it the best way that you could. But yeah, again, that is a, like a big red friendship flag. Wait, red friendship, red flag for me. If they're not excited about your accomplishments, I just think that that's such a huge part of being friends with somebody and supporting them and, you know, buying their products and going to their things like my, like, I, I just I, I know I've I've talked before about how I've really found like my my best friends later in life, um, like my my closest friends that I'll have for my whole life. I've met in the last, you know, two or three years, except for like, you know, two of my friends who I met in junior high. And the reason that I think that our friendship has been so great is because we just feel a genuine excitement about each other's accomplishments. Like I know that when I share things with them, that they will be just as excited for me as I am for myself and vice versa. It's just that that's like a, yeah, huge thing for me. So if you're feeling like your friends aren't celebrating you or they don't care about your accomplishments, I just, I, I, I don't even know if I would consider them friends. I'd be, I'll be honest with you. Okay. Next one. Okay. So I am pregnant with my first and everyone is so excited, but all of my husband's extended family keeps trying to give me their old baby stuff. Am I the asshole for saying no and not accepting any of it? I've been saying no thank you and giving an explanation for why I don't need the stuff. Like, I already have that, but thanks. Or I'm trying to keep things minimal since we don't have a ton of space, but you can keep it at your house for when we come over, etc. <laughs> but my mother-in-law is relentless. She saved all of my husband's old baby stuff and is super pushy with trying to give everything to me. Don't get me wrong. I'll take some of the cute vintage clothes, but I think the 26-year-old store-bought crib that has gone through eight cousins and plastic toys that are just garbage at this point. Let's see. Oh, but I think that the plastic toys and stuff are just garbage at this point. Am I an asshole for not accepting everything they saved for me? Or would I be an even even bigger asshole if I accepted everything and then donated it? Financially, we do not need any assistance. And part of the fun in having a baby is buying the new things. Also, my husband's aunt won't stop trying to give me her old breast pump and bottles. Her youngest is seven. When I tried to explain to them that baby stuff is updated almost every year and the bottles can break if they're too old. They said, I can't protect my baby from everything and it all worked out just fine for them. So I should just be thankful. Apparently I'm the only one who thinks it's weird and kind of gross to be using a seven year old breast pump from my aunt-in-law. Thanks Maddie. I love the podcast and all of the submissions. Like when I first read this, like the very first sentence, am I the asshole for saying no and not accepting any of it? I was like, yeah, you're the asshole. Like take the free stuff. But then when we got into the nitty gritty of what the free stuff actually is, I wouldn't take it either. Again, yeah, I would take some of the clothes, but I I would like you don't want to fill your house with stuff that you don't like or want. And I don't think that you're the asshole. And I would probably tell them like just straight up like, no, I, I don't need it. You can donate it. And if they're offended by that, I mean, a lot of times when people are offended by things, it's just kind of like their own shit that they need to figure out. But uh the breast pump, <laughs> the breast pump is so gross. That is so gross. It's so old. I w- 
Like, I don't know if it's normal to share breast pumps. I'm I'm really assuming that it's not. But yeah, an old breast pump. No, I would I would straight up tell people to donate things like if they don't want it and we don't want it, uh, donate it. Or like if you want to sell some of the baby clothes, do it. But I don't think that that's that crazy to hold that boundary and, you know, not want somebody else's crusty breast milk in your home. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Okay, I don't want to be boring and talk about the weather, but I'm about to be boring and talk about the weather because when it's dark and gray and gloomy, like it is for most of January and February and March for where I live, my mood goes so far downhill so quickly, I sometimes don't know what to do about it. And one resource among a few other things that I do to keep my mental health in check during like the grayest time of the year is therapy. Maybe you feel bogged down or overwhelmed or unmotivated this time of year, and it's hard to perform at your best. But when you are at your best, you can do great things. And working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. We should probably all be thanking my therapist for the existence of this podcast because if it weren't for therapy, I don't know if I could handle this job. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. You can visit BetterHelp.com dot com slash bad today to get 10% off of your first month of online therapy. That's better help H E L P dot com slash bad to get started today. Welding instructor Alex Declare knows firsthand how VR training platforms like Forge FX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's gonna be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We're the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide haagen vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no one. No one. <laughs> our preferred vacuum brands of which we have multiples and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. Okay, next one. I've submitted a few stories, and if there was ever a time to be picked, please let it be now, because I genuinely don't know if I'm right or wrong here. Help, please help. Okay, here's the sitch. My sister is four years younger than me and 26 years old. She's been single her whole life until recently in May when she started dating her best friend. It's actually such a cute story. BFFs realized they actually loved each other, and now they are or were engaged and getting married. When she started dating him, they always joked about eloping and how cool it would be But whenever I would question her about it, she would reassure me that it was just a fun idea or that she would never actually do that. I would ask her straight up multiple times if she was going to elope and she always reassured me that no, that was not happening. Well, 
She eloped last week. To say I'm angry and hurt is an understatement. I have been with her through thick and thin in her lowest lows and reassured her through all her single days that she would be happy one day and that I was so excited for that day. And then she cut me out of it. On one hand, I get it. It's her wedding and she gets to do what she wants. But also, is it wrong that I wanted to be able to be a part of the happiest day for her, having gone through so much with her or at least not been lied straight to my face about it? Also, side note, she told her roommate slash best friend about it and didn't tell me, which made it hurt even more because she tells me I'm her best friend and her person. But then she chose to keep this from me and tell her best friend. I don't know, feeling conflicted and angry and hurt and confused. And if I'm actually the asshole here, help. Okay. With like, like peace, with peace and love, with all the peace and love in my heart, I do, I do kind of think you're in the wrong here. I do. And here's why, because it is true that her wedding is about her and her spouse. Like that is kind of the point of the wedding. And we've said it before with like mother-in-laws or like bridesmaids or things like that. People who do crazy shit on wedding days. And I am always just like, this is not about you. This is about the bride and the groom and love and all that. And I, I think that you might be looking at this wrong because I, from what I'm understanding, I bet she told her roommate or other best friend, I bet she felt nervous to tell you. I bet she felt like she knew that you would be mad at her. And that's probably why she kept it from you. Again, I say this with all the, all the peace and love in my heart that I can possibly muster. I just do think that people's weddings and how they choose to do them. I'm just a big advocate for doing whatever you want when it comes to your wedding. When I look back at my wedding, there were so many things that I wanted to change. I mean, everybody knows this by now, but like, like I hated my dress. I didn't like the, you know, the venue. I didn't like the setup of the day. I wanted to do something totally different. Uh, I guess I maybe will one day get to do it, <laughs> do a Rio read a redo, a do over, but that's not the point here. Sorry. Being divorced is just, you know, 90% of my personality right now. But I just, I, I do think that you being this mad at her is probably a little much. And I totally understand the hurt, but when it boils down to it, it's her day. And I, I think that, I think that you might be wrong and I'm sorry. I don't like telling you guys when you're wrong. And I also fully see your side, but I, I just think that, yeah, it's her wedding. It's about her and your job as, as her sister is to support her and be there for her through the divorce. You know, (laughs) I'm joking. Okay. Next one. My friends and I were going to eat at a really fancy restaurant about an hour from where we live. The day before, they had all reminded me to make sure to bring my license since it's technically a bar and we wouldn't be able to get in without ID. I'm notoriously the one who will make us late, forget ID, etc. So I naturally did forget it on the night of this outing. Lucky for me, another girl had forgotten her ID as well. So when we got to the door, she realized and told everyone. I just let her take the blame instead of telling everyone that I had also forgotten mine. Am I the asshole? Yes. Yeah, I do think so. I think that that's rude. (laughs) I think that's so sad. Everybody was so mad at this girl and you probably could have taken some of the heat off. And also you did like, I'm not saying you had to lie. I'm saying it probably would have been helpful to tell the truth and uh, get that girl off the hook and share the blame. So yeah, I do think that's kind of an asshole move. I do. Okay. Next one. Hi, Maddie. Once upon a time when I was in a homework pinch, my roommate slash good friend was kind enough to tell me that I could use her laptop. She wasn't home, so I asked her what her password was. She said she didn't want to give it to me because all her money stuff is on there. I've never stolen anything in my life, and her wallet is always two feet from my bed anyways. 
I was bothered that she would insinuate that and frustrated that I couldn't finish my homework because of it. She's also been kind of oblivious in the past with other people and was I was tired of her just doing offensive things and never realizing it's not smart. Anyway, the next day she asked me why I seemed a little off and I told her what she said struck me the wrong way. It's not that she wouldn't share her password. It's that she explained the doubts she apparently had. It's like saying, I'm not letting you, I'm not going to let you borrow my shirt because what if you don't give it back or no, don't hold my backpack. My wallet is in there. Number one, she had no reason not to trust me. And number two, it should just be common knowledge not to say the last part out loud, even if you did think it. She got mad at me and told me she had someone steal thousands from her in from password sharing. And my other roommate got mad at me for being upset with her for it. Am I the asshole? I'm going to go. Weirdly, I'm going to say no assholes here because I I get both sides totally. I am for some reason one of those people who I feel really anxious when people have like my devices, like even when I'm showing my friends something on my phone, like to have somebody else hold my unlocked phone like it. I don't know why. I just I get really anxious about it. And it has nothing to do with if I trust the person or not, like at all, like not at all. It just I just don't like people having access to my stuff. So, again, I'm obviously answering this from my perspective because I am one of the people who doesn't like I mean, I probably want to do this. I probably want to say, like, no, you can't use my computer. But I just kind of get I get where she's coming from. And I also understand what it's insinuating But I think that she probably one, she probably didn't mean for you to or she probably didn't mean it personally. She probably didn't think like, oh, you are not trustworthy, so I don't want you to use it. But again, I get I get how it feels like that. And I I don't know. Sorry, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if I really do believe no assholes here. And yeah, I don't think that either of you are in the wrong. I don't think she's wrong to not want anybody on her devices. I don't think you're wrong to be a little bit put off by it. Uh, again, I don't think you need to take it probably that personally, but I also don't think it's asshole behavior. Okay. Next one. Hello. I'm getting straight into it. My boyfriend's dad hosts a group of self-help slash therapy classes very regularly. My boyfriend is very involved with them and is working towards joining in with his dad's business. He is very passionate about it all. Every time classes come up, he reminds me of the last day to sign up and has offered multiple discounts for me to use. Here's the problem. I don't want to go at all. I can't put my finger on why I don't. Maybe I'm being stubborn or maybe I just have already made my mind up that I will hate it and it will be a waste of money. I All I know is that the only arguments we get into are over these classes and how I don't want to at least try. Am I the asshole? No, you are not the asshole. That sounds terrible. That sounds so terrible. Also, the fact that he wants you to pay for it When I read that he's giving you discounts and not just letting you go for free, my jaw dropped that going to a group therapy session with your boyfriend's dad leading it. I think you are so extremely in the right. And I I am going to need your boyfriend to be so, so aggressively for real right now about the fact that nobody would ever want to do that. I'm so sorry if the boyfriend is listening, but I'm here to tell you that 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 activity together sounds like two thumbs down, zero out of five stars. I would never do it. You're not the asshole. Okay. Oh, next one. So me and my ex-fiance broke up about three years ago. I'm now in a very happy, healthy relationship and five months pregnant due in February. Of course, over the four years with my ex, we came up with baby names, one of them being Phoenix. 
Well, my mom just told me that he is having a baby as well and is due about a month after me. Of course, my gut instinct was, let's see, was that the woman he got pregnant was the same woman he told me not to worry about. Flashback about one year ago, this same woman, we will call her Emma, messaged me complaining about him and telling me he gave her an STD scare. An STD scare. All right. My response was, why are you messaging me and telling me these things? I truly do not care. Anyway, so it's that same woman that is now pregnant with his child. And guess what they are naming their child? Phoenix. So I felt like it was my job to tell her about it. So I did what I thought was right. And I told her I was not necessarily mean about it, but I did warn her with that name. There might just be emotional ties to it. I told my sisters about it and they all say I'm the asshole in this scenario. I do not blame her. My ex has always been tit for tat. So personally, I try. Let's see. I think. Oh, personally, I think he's the asshole, but also am I the asshole? Okay. When I first read this, I thought you were saying that you were naming the baby Phoenix and you guys were going to name the baby the same thing. But what I'm hearing now is just that your ex is using the name that you guys had talked about. Oh, I, I do kind of think you might be the asshole for telling her. I think that was probably unnecessary. I would feel very weirded out if I got that message, but I'm leaning towards everyone sucks here. Oh, that's probably the one I should have said on the other one that everyone sucks, but I'm leaning towards everyone sucks here because she messaged you complaining about him. It seems like both of you kind of broke some weird boundaries. I, I will say. I really don't like telling you guys that you're wrong because I always want to take your side. But I also got to be honest that, yeah, I I would feel a little bit weird if he if like my if I was naming. Let's see, I'm trying to think of if okay if I was dating somebody and we were having a baby together and then his ex-girlfriend messaged me and said, well, we talked about using that baby name. Yeah, I would feel a little bit weird. I I would uh, probably not necessary either of you to even speak. Okay. Next one. I'm going to try to make this as least complicated as possible. So here we go. My sister is divorced and has four kids. They all live at my parents' house, and I recently just moved back into my parents as well. My sister likes to sneak out. Can we call it sneaking out since she's 31 and has four kids? I don't know. To go hook up with guys who don't want a relationship. 95% of the time, one of her kids will wake up screaming slash crying, and me and my parents are the ones who have to deal with it. I have talked to my sister about it, but she just doesn't seem to care. Am I the asshole for getting mad or even setting a boundary that I won't help her kids if I'm not asked to help? I have this hanging over me. I love you and I love the podcast. No, I don't think that you should be. Well, first of all, I don't think you're the asshole. And I don't think that you should be responsible for the kids if you haven't been outright asked like, hey, can you babysit? So it seems like if she wants to go do that, she should explicitly say like, hey, can you watch my kids tonight? kind of just assuming that whoever's around will take care of your kids. A little bit entitled, a little bit, little bit assholey, you know? Okay. Next one. Am I the asshole? I am 32 and have always been a picky eater. And I guess I've just never grown out of that. It's been a struggle since I was a kid. Over the years, I've learned to act more considerate if there is a food that I dislike at family settings or while I'm over at someone's house for a meal. I don't show that I'm disgusted with the food prepared, even if I don't like it. I typically eat things I like and nonchalantly eat around the foods I don't. For context, my mother-in-law typically caters to others and offers to cook for family gatherings. To contrast, my own family members tend to contribute and everyone volunteers a food to bring and help clean up after. My husband and I have been married for eight years. We have gone to the family get-togethers about 80, oh, but about 85% of the time, 
my mother-in-law makes chicken salad croissant sandwiches out of ease of making it. I don't like it, but I don't want to seem ungrateful or anything. So I will just eat some of the sides or simply eat later at home. Many times over the last eight years, we'd offered to bring things and help with the food, but she doesn't try to make any changes because that's what she likes to make. It's the easiest and the majority of the family likes them. There's also been other times it's come up that I don't like them and I try to offer to bring other things, help with the meal and so forth. In the last six months or so, it's been getting under my skin that this is the only option that she'll make. It has now been building up so much that when I hear we are having chicken salad sandwiches, I get super pissed. (laughs) The fact that she and everyone else in the family, including most of my husband's grown siblings and their spouse, simply ignores any effort to come up with different meal ideas or divide food assignments makes me feel very excluded and not considered. I get angry when I tell my husband I won't go to any family parties where this is the meal. If this was the meal every once in a while, I wouldn't care, but it's driving me crazy. Am I the asshole for getting pissed and not willing to attend family parties with chicken salad croissant sandwiches as the main entree? (laughs) Oh, so specific. I love the specificity. You guys know that. Okay. I don't think that you probably, I I don't think it's a great move to say like, I'm never going to go if they serve that, but I do understand the rage. And I also think, okay, this is maybe, maybe a hot take, maybe a real spicy take, maybe not. But I don't think like bringing food or eating before. Okay, how about not bringing food, but like eating beforehand? Like, I don't think that that's crazy. I guess it depends on how often the family gatherings are happening. Like if this is like a once a month thing, I say just eat beforehand and just go and just like let them be weird about their chicken salad sandwiches. What a weird food too, by the way. Very weird food. Very specific. But yeah, I I don't think that you need to like not go. I think that refusing to go is a little bit dramatic. However, I do under I I understand the rage. I understand the rage and that nobody is willing to do it. And when it's your in-laws, I've said this before and I do stand by it that when it's a problem with the in-laws, I do think that husbands or, you know, wives, spouses, whatever it is, I do think that they probably need to step in a little bit more. Like I feel like your husband should say to his mom like, "Hey, she doesn't really like this. Like, can, can we bring something that we can all share? Like if the in-laws are being stubborn about that, that's weird behavior to say, to refuse that you bring anything else. Like, especially if you're volunteering, like, okay, now I'm getting, now I'm getting a little bit more pissed as I talk about this, because if you're volunteering and being like, Hey, can I bring a pan of Mac and cheese for everybody to share? And they say, no, they refuse to let you bring something. That's weird. So no, I don't think that you're the asshole. I think it's dramatic to not go to any family gathering if like because of the chicken salad. But yeah, I think that I think that your husband should say something and that you should be, you know, allowed to bring your own stuff or eat beforehand or, you know, make sure people know that you don't like eating it. I don't know what I mean by make sure. Uh, but I think you guys get what I mean. Okay. Next one. My husband and I got married 5 months ago. We talk about money slash finances before we talked about money slash finances before we got married. And we both agreed once we got married that we would open a joint bank account that all of our earnings would go into and that we would use to pay rent, utilities, and other bills. However, it has been five months and we still haven't gotten around to joining our bank accounts. My husband makes more money than I do, but he insists we split everything 50-50, not just rent, but also meals, gas, etc. If I don't pay my 50%, he keeps track of it in his notes app and makes me promise to pay him back. Okay. Am I the asshole for having the mindset that once we are married, our money is our money? 
It should no longer be his money versus my money. Maybe I would feel completely differently if I were the one making more money, but I still feel like we are on two completely different pages here. Help. Okay. Here's how I feel about money in a marriage. First of all, I think it's totally fine to have your own money. I think that's great. Like when, when the podcast started making money, me and Matt, like I, I had like business, I had my business account that was like just mine. And then we had a joint account that we use for like bills and things like that. It seems like there's probably a better way for you guys to do this. I don't think that it works for every single person to just have a combined bank account. Every single penny that both of you earn goes into it. I like the idea. And this is what, what Matt and I would do in our marriage. We would like both have our own accounts. And then we would like contribute equal amounts to the joint account and pay for things like that. I think that that eliminates a lot of the weirdness in money. And uh, yeah, it seems like he's being a, a little bit intense with the notes app and the insisting. I get like wanting to split things and wanting things to be even, but it sounds like he's being probably a little aggressive about it. So yeah, maybe you just need to encourage that joint bank account. If you guys had talked about it and that's what you agreed on, seems like you should maybe like get the ball rolling on that. Like maybe wake up and say, hey, today we're going to the bank to get that joint bank account. Because, yeah, I I think that there's a there's a place for sharing money and a place for having your own money. And every couple is different. It works differently for everybody. But that I would feel hurt if like my husband was so aggressive and like kind of belittling about paying him back and things like that. So, yeah, encourage. I don't think you're the asshole here. To be honest, I think your husband kind of sounds like the asshole. Uh, But yeah, encourage the joint bank account. But then maybe talk about having your own, you know, separate ones for play money or things like that. Okay. Next one. Am I being selfish and ungrateful when I get disappointed about certain gifts that I get? I gave my family a list of things I wanted a while ago. And while I don't expect to get everything and surprises are nice, I was more upset that I got stuff like Legos. I'm a grown woman who has never built any Lego in her life. I get people trying to be funny, but I just can't help but feeling like I'm not taken seriously. Gifts are tough. They often reflect how much someone really knows you. Help. This is, I'm about to respond with like how I feel personally about gifts. I, I love every gift that I've been given. I think that any level of gift giving is good. Even if somebody gave me a pack of hair ties, I would be so excited. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with this, that that they often reflect how much someone really knows you. I don't necessarily know if I agree with that. Again, maybe that's a spicy take, but I, I think that gift giving in general, I think that just giving a gift is thoughtful. I don't think that it necessarily needs to be sentimental always, or like really expensive or extravagant. If it's your husband, you know, and you've been married and for years and he continues to get things that you hate, I understand having a conversation but kind of being mad at like any, not any gift, but being mad at maybe not ideal gifts. It's not great. It's not great. I want to go as far to say it's asshole behavior. I would just say like, it's, it's not, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. It's just a gift. It's just a gift. And I think that being excited about gifts is fine. Even if you don't love them, that's kind of my take on gifts. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just selfish and I just like when people give me anything. (laughs) I just want anything for free at any point in time. But yeah, I think people build up gift giving and they think like, oh, this means this means that they think of me in this way or they do that. Like, I don't I don't necessarily think that that's true. 
But as I'm saying this, and if you're a, a, a significant other, please don't use my words as an excuse to get shitty gifts for your wife or your mom or something. Please. I'm just saying that when you receive a gift, there it usually means something positive and that they like you and the contents of the gift are not as important. I personally would also really like to get some Legos. So maybe that's why I'm being a little biased here. I feel like this, I feel like this round of Am I the Asshole, I'm being a little harder on you guys. I feel like last time I kept being like, no, you're not the asshole. And kind of just like not, you know, just letting all of you guys off the hook. I'm trying to be a little more realistic this time. I'm a little more jaded after this last year. Okay, you guys. Okay, next. I get the parking lots could be crazy and it's annoying when you find a spot and everyone wants the spots close to the entrance. But there's nothing that annoys me more when I get to my car with a cart full of groceries and my toddler in tow and there's already a car sitting there with their blinker on waiting for my spot. The second someone does this, you better believe I'm going to load my car as slowly as possible. Toddler wants a snack before we drive? Sure, bud. Let me get you something. Maybe it's just petty or maybe I am the asshole. I don't know. Either way, the other driver best just move along because I'm not going to hustle to get out of here just because you turn your blinker on and prove to the world that this is the parking spot that you want. Okay. I don't, I, I don't think that this is asshole behavior. I think it's petty for sure, for sure. Petty. Uh, but I kind of am here for it. I totally get that. And I totally get the annoyance of people like rushing you along. (laughs) I think my opinions this episode are skewed. Because this one is probably asshole behavior, but I just get it. It's not the end of the world for somebody if they can't take your parking spot. There's probably another one. So yeah, I say take your sweet time. Again, petty, but you guys are both assholes. So just just continue on in your pettiness. I guess that's one. That one's everyone sucks here. Okay, this one, this is the one that sent me spiraling. Am I the asshole for putting Remy the rat on my family photos? When I was a freshman in college, I lived about 45 minutes away from a popular vacation town where my grandpa owned a vacation house that sat empty most of the time. Because I was 18, I got access to the house and started to spend some weekends down there because there was a washer and dryer and I could be alone. One of these weekends, I decided it would be funny to cut out pictures of Remy the Rat meme of him making a puking face and tape them over the faces of all my cousins and siblings in the family pictures in the house. My cousins would be at the house a couple weekends later and I thought they would think it's funny. Boy, was I wrong. A couple weeks ago, or a couple weeks go by, and I get a call from my mom saying that she had heard about it from my uncle and that it was a dick move. Again, this is coming from my parents and not my uncle, which made me upset that he would have just talked to me about it if he had an issue with it. I learned in therapy that that's called triangling. It's called triangling, triangling when a family member won't come to you directly and they go to somebody else in hopes that that person will tell you. It's very unhealthy behavior, by the way. Anyway, um... Sorry. I proceeded to tell them it was a joke and I thought they would think it's funny, to which my mom responded by telling me that if grandpa found out I did this, he would take away my access to the house, but that they didn't want him to get involved. So they were going to suspend my access themselves. I said that it was unfair and that they were overreacting, to which my dad replied, your aunt could think you were attacking her children. And I was literally speechless for how much this was blown out of proportion. Mind you, I always took really good care of the house. I cleaned up after myself and followed all the rules, where to park, which direction to close the blinds, turning water off and on, setting the thermostat. This is possibly the biggest fight I've had with my parents for a solid two years. I recently brought up this incident and my parents still stand by the fact that I was totally in the wrong and that my grandpa would have been mad at me. Jury's still out on if you ever find out about it or not. So am I the asshole for putting Remy the Wrath on family photos? <laughs> 
no, I think this is so funny. Oh my gosh. I think that is the funniest thing. You guys know that I hate pranks. Like I hate people pranking each other, but something like that I think is so funny, especially the fact that you chose, chose Remy the rat. Are you okay? Probably not. But I think this is so funny. It's such a dumb reason for anybody to be mad at you. I really do think that that's so, so stupid. I think that, yeah, I laugh, I laugh at every like TikTok I see about this where people replace like pictures of Jesus in their mom's house with like Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think it's so funny. I think it is a harmless prank. I think that is flawlessly executed. I love it. I'm going to use this. When I've read that first sentence, putting Remy the rat on my family photos, for some reason, I pictured like that you photoshopped him into like your Christmas card. And I was so confused. But then the longer I read, the more on board I got. Genius. I think it's genius. I fully support it. Okay. Uh, next one. Hi, Maddie. I love you. You're the best. And you're the only authority I want to consult about this issue. Thank you. I am both a doctor and a legal lawyer and a judge. <laughs> okay. The backstory here is that I've been married for a little less than a year. A few months ago, I found a Facebook message that my husband had sent to a woman about a year before, before we were married, but while we were exclusively dating and about to get engaged. It's a very long story, but please trust that I was not being as snoopy or snoopy slash sneaky as it sounds. It was very flirty, referencing an old fling, and he said something like, too bad we fizzled out. Should we meet up and break up in person like adults? Lucky for him, she never replied. Am I the asshole that I truly feel like he owes me the earth and more to try to redeem himself from that? And also like I can never forgive him. Like if I had known he had done this at the time, I absolutely would have ended the relationship and not married him. So it feels like he pulled off this heist because now we're married and it's not a big enough deal to get divorced. But also I will never stop being mad about it. We went to a marriage counselor about it and she honestly made me feel like the most psycho ever and basically was like, you weren't married when it happened. So it's not that big of a deal. You're just going to have to let it go. She definitely implied that I was the asshole. So I would love your second and ultimate opinion. I don't think you're the asshole. I don't. This would really, this would really be a problem. And I get the frustration that like you're married now, I guess. Okay. Let me, let me rephrase. I don't think that you're the asshole now, but you do kind of have to decide what it's going to mean for your marriage. Because you said yourself, it's not a big enough deal to get divorced. But I do think, I, I do think he owes you earth and more to try to redeem himself. That's really shady, weird behavior. And I get that. I, I think that a lot of people do this. I'm not saying men because I like, I have known girls in my life, like a lot of women, people, friends that I've talked to who days before their wedding, they've said things about their exes to me, or they've, you know, wondered about an ex. And I, I think that it's normal that when you're about to like commit your life to somebody that you kind of start to think about like past relationships. Do I think that it is ever appropriate to act on them? No, that's the quiet part that you don't say out loud. If you're thinking about your ex a few weeks before you get married, because you're committing to somebody and it's weird and you're going through past relationships. Okay. That's fine. That's normal to think about that shut up about it. Don't say it to anybody and certainly don't reach out to your ex. So I don't think that he's necessarily untrustworthy. I don't think that he cheated. I don't think anything like that, but I do think that you are right to feel bothered. You're right to feel a little bit like, yeah, a little bit kept in the dark, a little bit betrayed. And 
I don't know. I think it's worth continuing therapy about. And I think it's worth expressing how you feel for sure. It sounds like you did probably. And I don't know. I don't know how your husband reacted to it, but I don't think that's weird to be upset about that. Okay. Next one. I've been dating my current boyfriend for about two and a half years. I love him so much and I know he feels the same about me, but he hates having sleepovers and it makes me so sad. I've expressed these feelings to him and he says he just likes his nights to himself. I'm not unreasonable. If he's tired and he needs a good night's rest, that's totally okay. But like even on the weekends, it literally happens once in a blue moon. I'm talking once every couple of months. Am I the asshole or are my feelings valid? This is a true no assholes here. I don't think that you are the asshole for wanting him to sleep over. I don't think he's the asshole for wanting to sleep in his own bed. I have to sleep in my own bed always. Like I will, if I can avoid sleeping somewhere, I will do so at all costs. If I was in a relationship and they were never wanted to spend the night, yeah, I would feel bummed. It would feel, I would feel really, really bummed. But again, no assholes here. No assholes here. I don't really have any advice, but I don't think that you're being unreasonable. Okay, next one. My parents are the sole daycare providers for my children while we are at work because we cannot afford daycare. My parents informed me that they are leaving the country for three months, leaving me with no childcare. We could not afford to make ends meet if we had to hire someone. Am I the asshole for being pissed? This is one of those ones that I tried to, I tried to see from the other perspective as well, because I totally get where this person's coming from. Like that, that is, that sucks really, really bad. However, if somebody wrote into me and said, I provide free childcare and now I'm going on a trip and they're mad at me that I can't provide the free childcare, I would say that they were not being an asshole for that. So again, maybe this is another no assholes here because if they are providing free childcare, I mean, they can't be like locked down for their whole life. Maybe you guys had more of an agreement. Like maybe they had said like, okay, we can do this for a year. And then they're kind of cutting that off. But I I don't think that they are being assholes for wanting to go on a trip or leave the country or things like that. And I don't think that you're being unreasonable either. This I don't have a solution. I don't have a solution, but I don't think either party's being unreasonable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that is, is not great. Okay. Next one. I've never been a big gift giver, but my sister-in-law is all about gifts. Her kids get spoiled like crazy for their birthday and Christmas. For a long time, I didn't get my nieces and nephews gifts for their birthday. I figure I get enough. I figure they get enough and I have 10 nieces and nephews on my husband's side alone. It's too many kids to buy gifts for. About two years ago, my sister-in-law texted me this. Hey, it would mean a lot to her son if you guys got him a little gift or even some candy for his birthday. He has been asking what everyone is getting him. He is excited. I know it's probably rude of me to even ask, but everyone loves getting something on their birthday. She is To me, she is basically saying, we will think less of you for not getting our kid a birthday gift. So I decided to get her a gift because I'm a people pleaser. When her kid opened the gift, they complained about the kind of treat I got them and threw it on the floor. My gift also looked stupid next to all their other big gifts from their parents and grandparents. I just want to text her and tell her we will take the nieces and nephews for ice cream or something similar to celebrate their birthdays and to stop doing birthday gifts altogether. Am I the asshole for not getting my nieces and nephews birthday gifts? First of all, I'm going to tell you who the real asshole is here. The kid. <laughs> that kid sucks. No, I'm just kidding. But I, I, I think that she asked in an okay way. Like she's just trying to, you know, stick up for her kid, whatever. Like he's excited. And she says, I know it's probably rude, but I, I want, you know, could you guys get him some candy or something? But I, I think that you are in the right 
to say, hey, it's too hard for us to get, you know, 15 niece and nephew gifts throughout the year, but we will always be there to take them for ice cream or something like that. I think that that is the exact move to go. I, again, I don't think she's saying that she'll think less of you if you don't get her kid a birthday gift. And again, I think the real asshole is the little kid, <laughs> but I think that that's a great solution. I think that you solved your own problem. Take the kids for, for, for ice cream, not the asshole. You are not the asshole. You win. Okay. Do we have time for one more? Let's do one more. We're going to do one last one. And then I was going to do, so I was going to do the anonymous Q and a that you guys submitted questions to, but I think we're going to do that next week. I thought that we would have time at the end of this episode, but we went longer than I expected to. So, which is great. I love when we do that. So I will do those Q and A's next week, but let's go ahead and finish out with this last submission. Oh, wait, I had it here and let me find where it is. Okay. My parents keep going back and forth with divorce. Been like seven, eight times in the past year and a half. It's a toxic relationship from my perspective. On Friday, on Friday, I was at their house and they got a huge fight and I left partway through to take my baby home to bed. At that point, they were divorcing. I didn't find out until Tuesday night that they had worked something out and were no longer getting divorced when they, that they had, when they had decided that on Saturday. Mind you, this was a horrible fight and both basically said they don't love the other anymore. Am I an asshole to tell my mom that I can't handle the roller coaster anymore and to not tell me until papers are actually filed? You can only cry wolf so many times and I'm honestly done with the anxiety I now have because of it. Whoop, sorry, I just hit my microphone. Here's the thing with stuff like this. I just think in general, I think that it is not your job to be the sounding board for your parents' relationship. Even as an adult, I don't think that it's like appropriate for parents to put the nitty gritty of their relationship on their kids. I think that it's absolutely within your boundaries to say, Hey, I can't talk to you about your relationship with dad. Like that's, it's hard for me. It's triggering, traumatizing, whatever it might be. I don't think that that's unreasonable at all. I do not think that you are the asshole in any way to set that boundary. I just, I find it weird when adult or sorry, when parents put that on their adult kids like that's not their job. And it's not even fair to the kid to have to hear that about their parents. It's really traumatizing, even in adulthood, like even somebody like who's stable and okay, hearing about your parents shit is just not, is not the way to go. Oh, all right. I'm hoping my, my rulings were fair. I really am. I'm not ever sure. Also, I have learned that about 99% of the time when I give somebody advice or my opinion, I am projecting. I try to be very self-aware. You know, I try to be introspective, try to try to see things as clearly as I can. But, you know, we're all operating from our own life experiences. And so when I make judgments, that is usually where I'm coming from. So if you disagree with any of my rulings, good. I'm glad we should all have different opinions about everything. It's fun. It's fun when we all disagree. Just kidding. Not not all the time. But I do think it's good when we all can, you know, disagree on things and still get along. All right. That's all we have time for today. I hope you guys are liking. I feel like the episodes are getting longer because when I film myself, it's it's like when I film myself, I I do better recording because I feel like I'm kind of talking to somebody. I mean, it's just my my the playback of the camera, but I still feel like I'm more in conversation mode. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed my rulings. This is going to be a regular a regular segment. I kind of had a crisis the other day because I was like, I'm going to have to think of new topics for the rest of my life. Like what if I can't come up with any more topics? So I texted the the group chat and I said, you guys, 
what am I going to do? And they said, recurring, recurring uh, segments are great. You know, people like the Am I the Assholes and the Petty Petty Princess and things like that. So I think that I'm going to embrace that. And we're going to start revisiting episodes more. I used to put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that I'm thinking of new things. And of course, we'll have new topics like like as often as possible. But some of these tried and true topics just really, really get me going. Okay. Thank you guys for being here. (laughs) I will see you guys next week. I love you. Remember to subscribe, rate, review on Apple, on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube, all of that jazz. You can follow me on Instagram at the bad broadcast to answer the weekly question. I'll put the anonymous Q and a box back up. So you guys can ask me, um, some of those, some of you guys just like to be anonymous. I haven't even gotten anything wild asked, but I think people are nervous about asking them with their name attached to it. So I thought I'd give you the, the anonymous option. So thank you guys for being here. Uh, did I already tell you to be safe and kind and hot? I can't remember, but if I haven't yet do all three of those things, please. I love you so much. I'll see you next Monday. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you. So please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind the scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.